Imagine a beautiful afternoon. The sun is shining and you get to enjoy it all because you just sat down on your John Deere mower. The smooth ride lets you escape into your yard. Intuitive controls make you feel like you're one with the machine. And with attachments for every season, you can enjoy it all year long. We could keep trying to put you in the moment, but to really understand what it's like to drive a John Deere mower, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Money Girl, a podcast that helps you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance expert, speaker, spokesperson, and award-winning author. Today's topic comes from a question that I recently received from Kathleen D. about inheriting an IRA. And by the way, I've also received several other questions about this topic So I thought it was time to address it. I don't think I've ever done a podcast before about an inherited IRA. And even if you're not someone who has inherited one or don't think that you're going to, I hope that you'll stick with me because this is a topic that is pretty important. If you mess up an inherited IRA, it can cost you a lot of money in taxes. One small mistake can really trip people up and it happens all the time. So stick with me so you'll understand the basic concept behind an inherited inherited IRA and what to do with one. And, you know, I'll dig into the details in the show, but at least you'll have an overview of what to do if this situation ever happens to you. And so Kathleen D. says, my daughter is an American working and going to school in Norway. Her father died in January and left her a traditional IRA. Can she roll it over to an account in her name in the United States? Thanks for your question, Kathleen, and my condolences for the loss in your family this year. As if retirement accounts weren't confusing enough, there are special rules that apply when you inherit one, and they can be a little complex, but I'm going to walk you through it in a really simple way in this show. I'm going to answer Kathleen's question and explain what happens when a friend family member, or a spouse leaves you an IRA. We'll cover five important rules you should know to avoid costly mistakes that could trigger huge tax penalties. As always, you'll find the show notes with more resources on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 465 called What is an Inherited IRA? Five Rules You Should Know. And on the Money Girl page, that's also where you can find the full archive of shows that predate what's available in iTunes. If you're on the URL, quickanddirtytips.com forward slash money dash girl, that's the Money Girl page. If you're there, just look about halfway down the page and you'll see a section called Money Girls Archive. That's where all the old shows are. 
Okay, let's start out with a really quick review of what an IRA is in the first place. An IRA stands for Individual Retirement Arrangement, and it's a special type of account that shelters contributions and investment growth in the account from some amount of tax. These tax-advantaged accounts make it a whole lot easier to save a bigger nest egg for retirement. So I definitely recommend them. If you don't already have an IRA, you might want to consider setting one up. So the two main types are traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs, and I'll give you a brief summary of the major differences between them. With a traditional IRA, you defer taxes on contributions and earnings. So that means you don't have to pay tax on that money that you put in the account. But you do have to settle up on taxes when you take withdrawals in the future, even if those withdrawals come from an inherited account. If you take money out before reaching age 59 and a half, you must pay income tax plus a 10% early withdrawal penalty. And with a traditional, you have to begin taking withdrawals once you reach age 70 and a half. Now, the other major type is a Roth IRA, and these are very different. They're taxed in a completely different way. These require that you pay tax on contributions up front. You've got to pay that tax before they go into the account, but they allow you to withdraw contributions and the earnings in the account tax-free. However, if you make withdrawals from a Roth before age 59 and a half, you do have to pay tax on amounts that were not previously taxed, which is typically the investment growth that's accumulated in the account. So that would be subject to income tax plus a 10% early withdrawal penalty if you're younger than age 59 and a half. And with a Roth, there's no deadline to take withdrawals. And if you're interested in diving into a lot more about knowing whether a Roth or a traditional retirement account is right for you, I recommend that you listen to a previous show. It's episode number 393 called, Which is Best, a Traditional or Roth Retirement Account? And by the way, if you'd like more clarification on the differences between the retirement accounts that I'm talking about in the show and even others that I'm not talking about, I created a free one-page PDF download that shows you all the rules. I think it's kind of a handy resource because it's all on one page. So you can get this resource. It's called the Retirement Account Comparison Chart. You can get it in the notes for this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com, or you can text me. Text the word RETIRE, R-E-T-I-R-E, RETIRE. Text that to the number 33444, and I'll send you that handy comparison chart. Okay, now that you understand the basic differences between a traditional and a Roth IRA, let's get into what is an inherited IRA. So an inherited IRA is also known as a beneficiary IRA, and it's another type of IRA that was designed just for retirement plan beneficiaries. So it was designed just for situations like what Kathleen's daughter is going through where she's inherited an IRA from her father, or maybe you inherit an IRA from a spouse. Now, you can create either a traditional inherited IRA or a Roth inherited IRA, and the custodian of the deceased person's IRA transfers the funds directly from their account into an IRA that you create in your name. 
So assuming that you want to inherit the IRA that you were given, and by the way, if you don't want it, you can disclaim it. But if you do want it, you've got three options when the deceased person was not your spouse. So number one, you can cash it out. You can just take a lump sum distribution without even creating an inherited IRA, but there are tax consequences, and I'll cover more about that in a moment. Number two, you can have the custodian of the old account open an inherited IRA for you, and then you begin to take minimum distributions over a five-year period. The third option you have is to have the custodian open an inherited IRA and take minimum distributions over your remaining life expectancy, so taking it for a long period of time. If you were married to the decedent, you have those three options that I just covered, cash it out, take the five-year period distribution, take the life expectancy distribution, and you also have a fourth option. You can assume ownership of the deceased person's account by rolling over the funds into your own IRA. So I'm going to get into more detail with these options as we cover the five rules that you should know about an inherited IRA. So keep listening, and I'm going to give a recommendation for Kathleen's daughter and cover these five specific rules that I think will help you know a little bit more about the details of the situations that we're talking about here. So rule number one is spouses can treat an IRA inheritance as their own. So as I mentioned, if you inherit an IRA from your husband or wife, and you're the sole beneficiary, you've got more options than if you inherit one from a friend or family member. You can assume ownership, and and that means you just treat it like it's your own money. In other words, you're allowed to transfer or roll over your deceased spouse's IRA into your own IRA without paying any penalties. And if you don't already have an IRA, you can open a new one just for this purpose. Once the inherited funds are in your IRA, the same rules apply as if the funds had always been yours. So those rules that I covered uh, just a minute ago about traditional and Roth, those are going to apply as if the fund had always been yours. Note that you can only roll over funds into the same type of account. For instance, if your spouse left you a Roth IRA, you can only put it in your existing Roth IRA or a new one. You can't put it in a traditional IRA. Now, some of you may be wondering, well, what if I don't qualify for a Roth IRA? You, you may know that if you're a high earner, you may not qualify to make contributions to a Roth IRA. And I've done more shows about that. Specifically, you might want to go back and listen to episode number 404 called Six FAQs About Roth Retirement Accounts. And I've done many other shows about Roths if you really want to dig into it. But the deal with a Roth is that if you're a high earner, you may not qualify for contributions. However, you can own a Roth and you can manage it. So it's not a problem if you inherit a Roth IRA from somebody, even if you're a high earner. You just can't make any new contributions to that inherited Roth IRA. Rule number two, non-spouses cannot treat an IRA inheritance as their own. So when you inherit an IRA from someone other than a spouse, let's say it's a parent or a sibling, you cannot treat it as your own. And that means you're not allowed to roll over any amounts into or out of the account or even to make new contributions to it. It just kind of gets put into your inherited IRA and it's sort of frozen there. You basically just have to start draining it. When you're the beneficiary of an IRA from a non-spouse, 
you must open an inherited IRA. You have to have the custodian do a direct transfer into the account on your behalf. And you must set up an inherited IRA at the company where the money currently is. Then, after it's set up for you, you can easily move it to another institution later on. You never want to roll over inherited funds from a non-spouse into an existing IRA. It's just against the rules for you to take control of the distribution. And if you do that, it means you could owe a huge amount of income tax plus a 10% early withdrawal penalty. So I want to repeat that you can only roll over IRA funds left to you by a spouse. And it seems like a small detail, but it trips up a lot of people who get blindsided by a big unexpected tax bill. So I don't want that to happen to you. So getting back to Kathleen's daughter, she absolutely cannot roll over her father's account into her own IRA. She must request that the custodian of her father's account open an inherited IRA and complete a trustee-to-trustee transfer on her behalf. In the next rule, I'll cover more requirements when you have an inherited IRA. Rule number three. Non-spouses have required minimum distributions, or RMDs, for an inherited IRA. When you have an inherited IRA, the government wants to make sure that you're going to pay the tax bill sooner rather than later. So they impose required minimum distributions on both traditional and Roth accounts. And I want to clarify that ordinarily, you never have to take minimum distributions from a Roth IRA. But when you're the beneficiary of one and you've got an inherited Roth IRA, you do. Now, there are two different distribution methods that you have to choose from. The first is called the life expectancy method. It's also known as the stretch method because you take distributions in annual amounts spread over many years. You divide the account value by your life expectancy that is given to you from an IRS table. For example, a 40-year-old who inherited a $100,000 traditional IRA would be required to distribute and pay tax on about $2,300 per year. Now, once you set this life expectancy method in motion, you're required to make the minimum withdrawal based on your age. But you can take out more if you want. You could take out 100% in any year if you wanted to. So all withdrawals from a traditional inherited IRA are going to be taxed and the remaining account balance continues to grow tax deferred. That's kind of the benefit of leaving it in the account and just taking little bits of distribution as you go each year. Withdrawals from a Roth inherited IRA are never taxed as long as it's been open at least five years. Otherwise, only the earnings are taxable, as I mentioned previously and you generally must begin taking distributions by December 31 of the year following the death of the account holder. So that's an important deadline that Kathleen's daughter needs to know. She's got until December 31 of the year that follows her father's death to make a decision about what method she wants to begin taking distributions. And if you miss that deadline, The five-year method, that's the second method we'll cover, that becomes your default distribution method. And it's not as good as the life expectancy because it doesn't give you as much flexibility. The life expectancy method allows you to leave funds in an IRA and shelter them from taxes for as long as possible. And it just gives you more options. So that's what I would recommend for Kathleen's daughter. 
So the second method that you can use with an inherited IRA is called the five-year method. This allows you to liquidate the account over five years after the death of the account holder. After that period, any remaining balance must be fully distributed. And you're taxed on every distribution, unless, of course, you have a Roth, which typically is not taxable. With the five-year method, you're not required to take distributions each year like you are with a life expectancy method, but you must empty the account by December 31st of the fifth year following the account holder's death. While choosing one of these distribution methods is required when you inherit an IRA from someone who was not your spouse, spouses can opt to have an inherited IRA as well instead of assuming the account by rolling it over into their own IRA. And it can be a good choice if you become a widow or a widower at a young age because you could tap the funds early and avoid a hefty 10% early withdrawal penalty. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 10 years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, rule number four. Cashing out means taking a big tax hit. Let's say you're in a financial bind and you really need to cash out the full amount of a traditional IRA inheritance. As tempting as it may be to take a lump sum distribution, I don't recommend it. As a beneficiary, you wouldn't have to pay a 10% penalty on that distribution, but you would have to pay a big tax bill all at once. Now, this doesn't apply if you inherit a Roth IRA. A better plan is to establish an inherited IRA so you have flexibility to take minimum distributions or more each year and to continue deferring taxes on the portion that you leave in the account. You can transfer the account to a different company without any tax penalty and choose to invest the money any way you like. Rule number five, maintain your retirement beneficiary forms. Once you open up a retirement account and designate one or more beneficiaries, 
don't forget about them. After a form is on file with the custodian of a retirement account, it controls who inherits it. If you get married, divorced, or have children, and you don't update those beneficiary forms with your wishes, someone who you really don't want to inherit your account could get it. There are countless ex-spouses who inherit loads of money every year by mistake, simply because someone forgot to remove them from a beneficiary form. So I recommend that you always name a primary and a secondary beneficiary to give your heirs as many options as possible. Perhaps you might name a spouse as primary, your children as second, and your parents or siblings as third. If you fail to list a beneficiary, your heirs will be at the mercy of the custodian's policy. Some will give it to the deceased person's estate first. Others may award it to a living spouse. The bottom line is that your loved ones are counting on you to take care of them financially. So always know who you've designated and make updates as needed so you're in full control of who will get your hard-earned money. Inheriting a retirement account can be a wonderful windfall, but it's also easy to make costly mistakes with it. So be sure to get good advice about how to manage it. You want to contact the account holder's custodian as quickly as possible so you can discuss the best options and meet deadlines that will have a big impact on your financial future. Kathleen, thanks so much for your question. And even though your daughter is out of the country right now, she can still contact the custodian of her father's account and create an inherited IRA. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to share it and also subscribe so you get every episode the moment it's released. Of course, it's free to subscribe on any app of your choice, like iTunes or Stitcher. And if you're on Android, try out Podcast Addict or Beyond Pod. Money Girl is also on the Spotify mobile app. To keep the money conversation going with a terrific community, join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request an invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text DOLLARS, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. And you can also visit lauradadams.com to email me your money question or visit my recommended tools page. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl your guide to a richer life.